This is the Famous Friends Podcast. Showcasing and recognizing talent among our friends and future friends. Welcome to the Famous Friends Podcast. I'm your host, John Luca, and I'm here with by far one of the toughest guests I've interviewed yet. Mr. Phil Russo. What's happening? What's happening? What's going on? What's good? Honestly, we're chilling here. We're relaxing. I'm actually in awe that, you know, I actually get to sit down. This man is busier than the president. <laughs> he works 22, 44 hour stretch t- days. Yeah. And, and I'm telling you, just like I, I caught a window and I'm like, it's happening. We got to have a sit down and we got to chat about what heavy duty homes is and what you started the shockwaves you're sending through the community mm-hmm. and the hard work that is actually starting to blow up and pay off mm-hmm. for you, Mr. Phil. Let's do it. Let's yeah, do absolutely. It. But you know what? Before that, I have to tell everyone, you know, one real story on how you're, you're a famous friend before you're even a famous friend on the show. And it all started at Christmas time. This is about like four or maybe five years ago, give or take. Okay. And I'm at his brother's house. He had this tradition where we used to celebrate our Christmas, and then at night, we all used to gather in the basement, bring our sleeping bags, bring our pillows, bring the air mattresses, and we used to just get rowdy, have some drinks, have some fun, and celebrate a lot of beautiful friendships during the holiday time. So here we are. It's midway through the night, and Mr. Phil walks down. We're in the middle of a game of beer pong. I see him walk down. I'm telling you, tank top, this guy could have bench pressed the house coming down the <laughs> stairs. And he li- he cracks a Corona, okay, in front of us all, chugs it, picks up a ball from our table, sinks the ball into one of the beer pong cups, cracks another Corona, cheers us, and walks right back upstairs. <laughs> and I was like in shock. My jaw hit the ground. It's like, who is this guy? Where did he come from? Who is this legend? You're like, oh, yeah, that's my brother. I'm like, that guy right there, that's a legend. That's a famous guy right there. Everybody needs to know that story. And I think that, like, your friends and family will tell you that, like, that's just the way you are. That's funny. You know, I do these things just, uh, they they come so naturally. But uh, my brother tells me, people watch you. And I'm like, what the hell? You know, it's it's funny. People always seem to have these stories about me. And it's uh, either tough or funny or some stupidity that I did somewhere. And, uh, you know, it, it's, you know, it's not new to me. You're like a magnet. You're like, what? People yeah. are watching me. You're like, dude, all eyes are on you all the time. We don't know why. We're just waiting you for, waiting for you to do the other legendary thing that you're going to do next. I need to try harder not doing stupid things. That <laughs> I didn't realize so many eyes were on me. I mean, when you work so hard, you know, you got to blow off that steam. And we get that. And, like, we were chatting a little bit before about one thing that you like to do every week which is go for a nice steak. Every week. Every week. And, you know, like, it's hard now because things are shut down. And the Hennessy. And the Hennessy. And the Hennessy. Yeah. That's key, guys. You can have the steak, yeah. but without the Hennessy, it's just not the same. Yeah, it's like going for a burger without fries. The combo doesn't work. So. <laughs> now, I'm going to ask you. Now, this is, this is one-on-one. This is between me and you. What are the top, like, two, if not three places that you can go for a steak? Like you're craving a the, steak. The where top, you honestly, you know what? I'm not even in, into the the big fancy steakhouses. Really, just whoever's gonna give me the most cow, for the, the you know the best value, and and you know the keg chop, um, and then like if you want to go to like the slightly higher end but not yeah. crazy, they got Michaels in Toronto. Oh and yeah, you can get a tomahawk or something, you know. But just Tommy like gun. anybody who sells a bone and ribeye, I'm happy. 
Well, by the way, guys, if you can finish a tomahawk by yourself, that's impressive. That's a yeah. 32 ounce killer. Usually right when there. I crush a tomahawk, I'll look at like a table nearby and there's like three guys sharing one. <laughs> you and look over the what you guys have salads? Yeah. Uh, one guy. <laughs> we don't share steaks. Yeah. 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 Uh, who shares a steak? And the one thing you got to know about Phil is like he'll hammer, he'll hammer a steak. He'll have his Hennessy, and then on back to work he goes. He's a machine. He's unstoppable. We're talking about, like, you know, how many hours of work a day? It's like an eight-hour shift. That doesn't exist in this guy's world. Yeah, no. I no. put in my eight hours when people are usually at breakfast or something. Uh, I, you know, you were yeah. telling me you had to hand it. You had a deadline not too long ago. You know, you had to hand in the keys. Yeah, we had to. And how long did you promise. work for? We made a promise to the, to the gentleman that Saturday, 4 p.m., I'm going to hand back the keys and... uh Things were a little bit behind, so we worked from Thursday afternoon right through till Saturday evening at 4, 4.30. We gave the keys right to him. Didn't sleep for 44 hours straight, but everything got done on time. And, you know, we are we try to keep our word. That's uh, that's what heavy duty is about, you know. It's that, not light duty homes. heavy. Yeah. It's, not, it's not light duty. It's not light duty homes. It's heavy duty homes. <laughs> and this leads me to my next thing is that, you know, what we're really talking about, you know, we can be talking about, like, working at a burger joint. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if the people have caught on yet what you actually do. It's like the name should say for itself, but you are a man who builds and creates and crafts many beautiful things. And I want to ask you, like, what, what inspired you to get into the construction business? So where did it all start? Well, you know, did you have a star in the sky that said, Phil, you got to do this? And you're like, okay, I'm going to go on down, down that path. It, you know what? It started uh, back in the day. I was doing uh, automotive. I was doing sound systems and like remote starters and alarms for cars way back when in the early 2000s and then uh kicked off into home theater and then uh, people were asking me to build their theater rooms and then people started asking me okay since you built such a cool theater room can you maybe build us a bathroom can you maybe build us the rest of the basement or something cool upstairs and it kind of all trailed so i never really was taught anything about this it was all more self-taught and then I started realizing I had a, a much greater passion for more of the home construction part of it than just the home theater because I was getting bored of it. You know, you're yeah. limited to one thing, whereas when you go throughout the home, you're you're not limited. You can do start to finish and, you know, uh, creating a product for somebody and giving it to them, is the, there's no greater feeling than not just being a small part of their project, but doing the whole project, hiring the home theater guys, you know, to do that little portion. Yeah. And at the end, your name goes on the whole project and... That's the greatest feeling is giving somebody a home. So for guys like me well, and other people that you know are not familiar with how exactly this works, you would be considered a general contractor. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. But you're, you're a guy that's there from beginning to the very end. Right. And you see it right through. It's not like you're not present. You're there through and through. Right. And, and this is something that I think that it shows through your work. And this right. is why we're here. This is why you're a famous friend. Right. We're not cafe contractors. We're, no. we're on the job sites every day. Our guys, everybody, we're there. We're watching. We're here. If we're not there, we're in the office working on their orders, working on their products, working with, you know, everything that needs to get done behind the scenes. So it's it's just a 24-7. So w why wasn't it get her done homes? Why was it? What, what inspired the heavy duty Homes. Honestly, it was a it was a catchphrase I had for many years. I would call things heavy duty. Everything in my life was was heavy duty. You know, I, some people say that's mint or that's cool or I love it or whatever. No, when someone told me a story, that's heavy duty. And then 
we got into uh, into the smart homes and home theaters, and I, I was still saying that catchphrase thrown around, this home theater is going to be heavy duty, or this theater room is going to be heavy duty. And then it became this bathroom is going to be heavy duty. This kitchen is going to be heavy duty. You know what? We need to change the name. This yeah. company is going to be heavy duty homes. There Because everything's heavy duty. Man, like yeah. miracle work. I said heavy duty way too many times in the past 30 seconds. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> I'm liking it on this mm -hmm. side, and you're, you're driving in the brand, you know, heavy duty, heavy duty, heavy yeah. duty. <laughs> Subliminal messaging. Subliminal messaging. Yeah. Just <laughs> when you're thinking about something, you can contact heavy duty homes. There you go. And you it's know, now burned in your minds. You, you talked about a lot, though. You started with home theater, and then it went to basement, and then it went to washrooms. How did you learn? Like you have to have been a man of a craft. You know, like, I, I can't yeah. hold a hammer. You can't be scared. That's the key. That's the key. You can't be scared of things, but you also can't do things wrong. And when you do, you need to be willing to lose everything to fix it because yeah. your name means more than money. And I think that one thing that you, you may do, uh, and much better than most people that I know, is just own it. Own it. Own and everything. Whether that be something that's great, but also own your own, mistakes. Own your goods and own your bads. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's, I guess, the, what, you know, bettered you and yeah. got, got you through jobs. And that, that road ain't, ain't swift and easy. Yeah, and it, it might be stupid to say, but I don't care about money. I really don't. I care about the name and I care about the product I deliver. Money comes last. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm not one of those guys out of the first thing we're going to talk about is payment. No, we're going to talk about your project. We're going to see it through from start to finish. Then we're going to talk about money because money is important to the client. Yeah. It's important for me to survive, but it's also more important for me to deliver what I say. And, uh, you know, that's that's where our passion comes from. And that's where value is. And, and that's why I think that people have really recognized what you've been doing. And uh, I talk about this all the time, the shockwaves you've really driven through the community about like, you know what, this guy, he's honest. He, he wants our project to be the very best and he wants to get it done in the best way possible, also on time. Right. And with no mistakes. And if there are mistakes, he's going to correct them. Right. And I, I kind of like that. And, you know, and did, that, did that come from someone, maybe a, a mentor, a role model, or maybe like a parent? Who, who instilled that in you? Honestly, that's, that's a tough question because I've had, I've had so many role models I've looked up to in my life. And uh, not one that I can, I can take that, that specific bit from. Um, you know, I kind of idolize people who, who have always been very straightforward, very stand-up. One of them actually... Funny enough, funny enough is uh, Dwayne Johnson and the way he speaks. And, you know, the I watch rock. him a lot, The Rock. And, uh, you know, I, I love how stand-up he is and how he just talks about everything, how he talks about how he was broke and how he became what he is. And, you know, I kind of feel like I started from the bottom. Yeah, Mr. CFL, $6 in his right. pocket. Not, no seven, direction Seven left. bucks yeah, productions seven bucks, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, that's what I feel like, man. And in the beginning when I started this thing, there were some weeks I walked around with, you know, $5 left in my pocket just looking for a job. You're trying to pay for your trucks. You're trying to pay for your equipment. And nobody's giving you work because you're a nobody. And uh, you're wondering if you need to go, you know, throw in the towel and go back to work for somebody. But uh, you, you got you to gotta just truck through it. And that's what's going to separate, you know, the... I guess the you know the boys from the men over here. Absolutely. Or the the girls from the women. You take a grain of salt and, and lessons from everybody right. and you've really built that and instilled those those different lessons and values into yourself. Right. And it shows and it, it definitely does and I I see that both through your your social media and your craftsmanship sitting here in this beautiful office that you created you built from scratch. Yeah. This unit was bare walls and you've you have such a nice establishment here. Thank with you. more, thank you. With more to come, you're, you're renovating the upstairs. It's yeah. going to be a showroom. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. 
the showroom upstairs um yeah we're, we're just creating a, a whole design center here just to kind of take the load off of our clients right now it can be a little bit of an overwhelming phase of our businesses when designers need to go shopping with clients and you need to go to the tile store then you need to go to the hardwood store then you need to go to the paint store then you need to go wherever uh, and instead we're going to build a you know a central unit here where designers can come here and pick through everything with the clients put a whole package together this will help us be more efficient it'll help the clients eliminate uh, you know items from their schedule so frees up time in their day yep it's just something you know and it creates partnerships. It creates and, partnerships, yeah. You, you have a lot of people now that want to be a part of Heavy Duty. Yeah. And, and respectfully uh, to showcase right. that alongside you, hey, that's going to go a long way. That's right. And I want people to come here. I want people to come to our office because we're not going anywhere. We're not going to take your money and run. We, yeah. We're going to be here day in and day out. Our future is this. So that's why we're building such a nice place here. And, uh, you know, I want people to feel comfortable here. We'll have an espresso. We'll have a beer. We'll have... Whatever, you know, and we'll talk about your, your project. Have some Hennessy. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you know, Bill, in terms of building and crafting, you know, where does your creative logic and ideas come from? Like, how do you be so creative? And you look at this wall and say, you know what, we can we can extend it out and maybe put some lights behind it. Or like, where, you know, where does this all come from? I've been creative since, uh, you know, as long as I can remember. Uh, when I was four years old, I smashed the radio apart and, uh, you know, I... I took I took the speakers out of it and I, I wired it up to a Walkman and I made a little makeshift stereo. You know, bro, what, what four year olds do that? You're just you're just experimenting with things, and that's all I do now. I experiment. I take risks. I I, I do bold projects and things that you know some people don't think will look good, and that's they end up looking good because I have it in my head. Nobody can picture it, and when I destroy it, it's too late. We have to do what my idea is. Yeah, and everybody just ends up you know loving it, but. I'm, I'm going to actually put a pause on this because, yeah. you know, we talked about something today and I came in here with, I was just like, I was talking to your brother, I was talking to other people, I watched the video on Instagram, you did something heavy duty today, mm -hmm. you did something different, bold, creative, exactly. <laughs> Mr., you know, you, you put Milwaukee and its tools and its cases to the test. To the test, yeah. You know, seven shot camera with direction. Just beat you know, the hell out of it. Beat yeah. the hell out of it. It was by far one of the funniest yet creative videos I've watched on your page yet. Yeah. <laughs> Thank and you. We're talking about reversing into a tool chest, guys. It's so good. Yeah. You know, and yeah. what, did you guys sit down and say, you know what, how the hell are we going to beat the hell out of this case. I had you know, so many more ideas in my head, but then uh, my ideas are a little bit crazy. They're maybe sometimes a little bit too bold. I wanted to drag this thing by a chain across the highway, and then, you know, the guys filming it were like, you know, that's not really safe. We can probably go to jail for that. So <laughs> <laughs> we didn't go through with some of my ideas, but yeah. we did it the more, uh, you know, the, I guess, uh, liberal way. No, li yeah. liberal. I would say more than liberal. <laughs> you definitely put this thing to the test. What were the results like? Are you impressed with Milwaukee? I was very impressed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it took an absolute beating where I have some other brand uh, tool cases that can't take a regular day to day. Never mind, uh, you know, backing up into it, into it with my uh, 2500 or <laughs> driving a crazy in the van and all that or throwing equipment off the roof. I was going to say, how big was that drop? Like 20, 25 20, feet. 25 yeah. feet. Yeah. You guys got to see this video. This thing takes out beating 25 feet yeah i kicked it down the staircase so uh and that was only one of the creative projects that i see online and you know you showcase homes basements washrooms you've showcased backyards you did a wonderful one this summer you know what are some of the favorite projects that you've been on 
Honestly, we have a, a project that was downtown Toronto on the Esplanade, and uh, we called it the 007 Project. And it was for uh, some very uh, near and dear clients to us that we became friends. We we go out every Christmas, have dinner and stuff. Unfortunately, that probably won't happen this year. Yeah. Uh, hashtag Corona, but... Uh, <laughs> COVID-19. Yeah, COVID-19. But um, we did a condo. It was a two-floor condo. Um, um, what's the what's the top floor called? Uh, penthouse. penthouse. Yeah, it was the penthouse. Best two- magazine, right? What are we talking about yeah, again? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> two-story penthouse. Right. And we, we did a top-to-bottom job, and the views were insane, and the guys loved it, and it was our first big, massive takeoff project. We did a lot of crazy stuff in this place, and uh, you know it turned out phenomenal, and everybody learned a lot from it. We made some really good relationships, and... I feel like we took off from there, from that project. That's what made Heavy Duty Homes. What was it fit for a Bond or a Bond villain? It was fit for Bond. It was fit for Bond. Yeah. Hence the 007. Yeah, the 007 project, and he, he even keeps a 007 book right in the brand new uh, office that we built him upstairs. That's amazing. Yeah. How was it working? You know, in the high rise, doing a, a two story top to bottom job. It's uh, it's a little bit a little bit of a pain working in condos because you got to deal with neighbors and the elevators and uh, you know security and work mm. times and all that. But uh, nothing a bottle of Grey Goose to the front desk security won't fix. Wee, yeah. wee. The complaints what a just sweet seem, guy. The noise complaints just seem to go away. They seem to go. Where yeah. where the calls go? I don't know. <laughs> Ask the goose. He's on the loose right now. That's right. <laughs> and that's that's great. And you know, I really hope that heavy duty takes on more projects like that and yeah. speaking of uh just doing from you, you're talking about going and and ripping things apart and like may that be your way the right way the wrong way you're gonna do it and you're gonna get it done in the best way possible uh you did this penthouse which is awesome yeah what what are some of the projects that you want to work on in the next few years projects yeah. that i want to work on i i would love to um I'd love to, to build from scratch, and that's what our main focus is. Uh, we, you know, renovations are fun. Everything's, you know, it's uh, it's kept us survived, uh, everybody in this company, for so long now. But uh, we want to put a name on some real builds. We want produced houses, production homes, or custom homes, everything branded heavy duty. So that's kind of where we're, we're headed in the future. And I'm going to take this back a bit, you know, from maybe your original days. And I, I wish there was a few staff members that we're here so they can you know have a laugh or tell me the real truth because mm-hmm. I, I gotta take your word for it now is what tool are you most skilled with sledgehammer demo man 100 percent the sledgehammer <laughs> yeah get out of my way I, i'm t- i i seen him sledge guy it is scary yeah and, and if that doesn't scare you i've seen him toss i think it, i i don't even know if it was a washer or dryer or a, a um what do they call the dishwasher into a bin? And you, it was over the top deck, over yeah. his head, into a bin. Yeah, the dishwasher, we shot put at that. The, the washing machine got a shot put. Just an average dryer, shot put, yeah. you know. I, yeah. I can't lift my, my bag here with my laptop, and this guy's shot put in <laughs> dishwashers <laughs> into the bin. It's hard to get a grip. Otherwise, they'd probably go a little further. Yeah, the metal gets slippery. Yeah, and metal gets slippery. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Mr. Phil... What's a day in the life? If I were to show up tomorrow morning, what am I expect? What take me through a day in the life of Phil Russo? A day in the life of Phil. Well, you could forget about sleep if if that's on your agenda because the phone starts ringing around six seven a.m. Uh, and it doesn't stop until about ten ten thirty. Right now, I have it on silent, but it's been ringing the whole time. 
And, you know, there's guys working. When you choose to work throughout the night on all these vacant jobs and you've got tradespeople who are going to war for you and they're trying to meet your deadlines, they're working overnight too. So everybody's calling. The clients are calling with questions. The tradespeople are calling. So aside from the phone never stopping, you still need to do your regular day-to-day interactions. You still need to get to your meetings. You can't let these phone calls go. So when I when I start my day, I just I literally take a deep breath. I start the truck and I go. I start answering the calls. I get to the shop. I keep my AirPods in my ears all day. And wherever I am, whatever I'm doing, I'm just constantly talking. And that's what it's become. I haven't been able to pick up tools for a while because it's just been all straight management. And the management has been way busier than any day on the tools. More stressful, you think, than the way tools? Way more. Way more stressful because now I'm trying to keep people happy, a lot of people happy. I deliver a lot of promises and, you know, being a man of my word, uh, it's it's stressful sometimes because, you know, you don't want to disappoint anybody. Absolutely. And you don't want to be that contractor that doesn't show up or makes promises that he can't keep because that's the number one thing you hear about GCs and we get a bad rep from they it. definitely have a bad rep. Yeah, and, and we get a bad rep. You hear the rep. same thing about car salesmen, you hear the same thing about real estate agents. Exactly. And, and you, there's gems in the rough. There are, and there are guys like you That's that they hold true, and that you, and if you hold, don't hold true that one time, it's almost like that that bad overcomes all the good, and that's why you got to stay yeah. true to your nature and like you know hold your values really close to your chest. And Gems I, in the rough, I like that. Yeah, you find gold in the mud, exactly, exactly. And so, like you you had mentioned before, man, maybe you're a little scared now. Now get the microphone in front of him. You know, you went, what was it, 40 or 44 hours, no sleep? 44 hours. For one of the yeah. last deadlines? Yeah, to deliver that project. What is that like? Like, oh my. It's not even a thought to go home. There, There is no tomorrow. Tomorrow is the deadline. So you got to get done what you promised you would do. And to have somebody lined up and excited and ready to move into their new home and then to tell them last minute, sorry, we're going to need another day. That's not cool. No. So, you know, we just, we, we did it. We, we stayed up. We, we work. We installed appliances. We did paint touch-ups. We cleaned up. And, you know, we, we delivered on time. You guys are definitely clean. And we're talking clean, about, man. like, you know, the office here is spectacular in pristine condition. The back shop is absolutely immaculate. And we're talking about the upstairs. You cleaned your trucks the other day. Yeah. It was on yeah. Instagram. Yeah. You guys did a whole thing with it. Like, you guys yeah. are very cleanly. And I think that it really shows. We need to stay organized. And that's that's what it means to um, our clients as well. They need to see that we're, we're, we're prepared. We're clean. We're, we're organized. And that's how the job's going to go. You get these other guys that show up with, uh, you know, beating up pickups and tools all over the place and their their shirts are untucked and ripped and dirty like it's not it doesn't show well presentation goes a long way everything yeah you gotta have confidence in your brand absolutely and you know there's that always that one saying you can't redo a first impression right and i think that uh in your business especially going into people's homes during this time and age I think that says a lot. That's right. About your work and, and what you do. You can never make a second first impression. And, and based on that is why we do what we do. And, you know, it, it, it's not to knock the guys that are, you know, working hard and all that. They don't know how to present themselves because they are hard workers. Just, you know, it, it, we seem a little bit more organized. We seem like we have our stuff together a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, I think it gets us more work. People feel more confident, uh, more confident towards us getting the job done, delivering what we say we're going to do. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, if they're talking about, you know, the, the value, what they're getting, I think it's true because we do cost a little more than the average guy working by himself because we have so many professional licensed trades working for us, but it also what what's allows us to get the job done on time. 
That's absolutely. It's crazy. not and, that I'm going you, in on Tuesday. You hold Tuesday. these guys to a certain standard too. Yeah. You know, exactly. you may, and I, I, guys, you don't want to be on the back end of Phil snapping out. I would love to see it, but like you know, from the rafters at the ACC, from like the 300 levels, yeah. those seats <laughs> that nobody wants. But like, it fills down on on the floor level. That's okay. You're safe there. Watch from you above. Know? I, I'm t- like you blowing your lid. I think you would put chairs and and something through, or you could be a gentle giant. Yeah. I'm not too sure. You know, I'm a little I, intimidated I'm, right I'm now. I'm calmer <laughs> these days. I used to snap. I used to freak out, and it was not cool. And uh, but it it did teach a lot of guys, you know, and it, to strive for the quality that that we're aiming for. Sometimes you have to lose your shit, and and it's not uh, it's not cool after. You know, you feel bad for people. You you're always uh, all worked up doesn't work out you know everybody has their yeah. blowing valve your blow-off valve you have those points yeah you, me i do that too you everybody yeah. you know, then you gotta fix points. whatever you break yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully it's yours at the end yeah. of the day not, not, not <laughs> oh. Oh, whose fist is that mm-hmm. Who, mm-hmm. Who, whose body image is that in the drywall it's like don't worry we're patching that yeah it's exactly. gonna we're, we're putting new drywall in it's okay he's alive he's good <laughs> <laughs> apologies were said and made and he, we're good you know we're having a corona and fine. After. yeah somebody fell because at the end of the day, I think you try and, and establish a family here. Absolutely. That's what it feels like. Everybody here is family. Everybody that steps into this door, whether you're a client or a worker or a designer or a supplier, you will be treated like you're a, a, a brother or a sister of mine. And we'll protect you. And, and we would expect the same from everybody else. You have our back. We have yours. That's really genuine, yeah. man. And like you don't hear a lot of that nowadays. Right. And I think that to uphold that and to hold it is really, really, really unique. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I have to ask you this because, like, everybody, I wish someone would ask me this once in a while. But going back to day one, if you can go back and meet yourself, buddy old Paolo Chum of yours, knowing what you're going to go through, the heartaches, the, the thresholds, the good times, what is one thing that you would tell yourself way back there? You're on the right path. Wow. That's yeah. good news. Yeah, because you cannot you cannot change anything to shape who you are. No. And it's kind of like the butterfly effect. You change one thing, you don't know how that's going to ripple. If you've gotten to a good point here in your in your life and and you feel like you're stable, then you've done everything right. There's not one mistake that you should undo because everything meant something. That's good. And I'm going to take that with a grain of salt myself. Absolutely. Phil Russo teaching me lessons, Mr. (laughs) Heavy Duty. Don't change a damn thing. Don't change a damn thing. You know what, Phil? I have to say, between your projects and then let's talk about your Instagram. You know, let's talk about, you know, (laughs) people have Instagram and they have interactions and, you know, hold on, mention it. What is it? So for everybody can. What is Instagram? No. Well, what is Instagram? Really? (laughs) What is what is your Instagram? What is. Oh, at Heavy Duty Homes. Our Instagram's at Heavy Duty Homes. Everybody must follow. If you're listening, you're going to follow them. Yeah. Okay. And you're going to get the same amusement that I get day in and day out. And I want to give a shout out. To your younger one, your young, the, the younger Russo, not the, the real Russo. Russo. My little brother's uh, well, greatly responsible for, for all our in- Instagram presence, for all the entertainment that everybody witnesses day in and day out. He's got so much talent with that camera, with with his stuff that he, his little stunts and everything. He makes us look so funny and all that. And, you know, I think that contributes a lot to what we've become. Alex, you're doing a great job. And we were talking about you earlier to sing your praises a bit, like, from where you started to where you are, we're talking about like the HGTV series that you can also see 
on Heavy Duty Homes website. That's right. And you know, from that to now, great job. I'm gonna tell you that. But like, imagine you got that. Imagine you got the show. You know, for everybody across Canada to see Heavy Duty Homes and like the reaction that you would have. Yeah. Is yeah. crazy. Yeah. One one day I think we're gonna bring it to them. We're gonna bring HGTV. We're gonna bring them HDTV. And HD. They're going to have an own. We're either going to have our own channel or we're going to do our own show. I want it to be heavy duty homes. I don't want to host anything. I don't want to be a part of anything. I want it to be its own time slot every day. And and our guys can walk around with cameras on them all day. I don't care because our shit's entertaining. You hear that GoPro? Is there a little upcoming sponsorship? There for you, you go. Right on the helmet. Put one of those things on the, the end of my head. sledgehammer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And see the demolition <laughs> in raw form. Yeah. So I, I want you to, to make sure that you follow them. And, you know, I want to talk a little bit before, you know, we, we really cut this off. Because you're a busy guy, and I get that. Like, you got to go. And I, I, I've really overstayed my welcome here a bit. But the community that you've built, it's ob obscene. You have the interactions. You have the thankfulness both from your clients, but also the people that are online, you know, interacting with you on a daily basis. Right, the heavy-duty homies. The heavy duty homies. Yeah. We yeah. have the channel HD TV. Yeah. We have the heavy duty homies. That's yeah. fantastic. You have the brand. Guys, make sure to get your sweaters, your hats, vests. What else you got? We <laughs> got everything. We got hand sanitizers. Soon we're going to brand our own steaks. There it is. That's it. You're hearing it first here on the Famous Friends podcast. <laughs> make sure to follow them, you know, interact with them. If you have any projects in mind, you contact Phil yourself. He's a great guy to work with. To even just to get to know him thank on a one-on-one. -on -one. And you know what? I have to say thank you very much for joining us on the Famous Friends podcast. Thank you. You continue to be a famous friend of myself back when you tossed that and that ball and chugged <laughs> that Corona all the way through <laughs> to where you've brought heavy-duty homes today. Keep being you because we're all watching, Phil. That's awesome. We are. Man. Thank you. You're welcome.